You're listening to another message from Generation City Church. I want to, I just, woo! I already have a sense of excitement in my spirit. Is that all right, Levi? That's good. I, I have a sense of a what if in my spirit. All of us live at times with a what if, but sometimes our what if is something along the lines of what if, what if I am not healed? What if the finances don't come through? What if my mind doesn't get cleared? What if this relationship is not restored? What if, what if I never am able to move past where I currently am? Can I start with a couple what ifs that are just burning in my spirit? What if Almighty God is actually as good as my Bible declares Him to be? What if my God is from everlasting to everlasting? What if my God is the great creator? who can call everything into existence by a spoken word? What if my God is the Prince of Peace that can pass understanding? What if my God in His presence there is fullness of joy? Come on, what if, what if, what if my God is always working together for my good? Can I have a bit of volume in my fallback, please? That would be, just blast me away. Thank you, Father. What if, what if God is just as good as He says? What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? Oh, a lot of people say, I don't know how to meditate. But Rick Warren in The Purpose Driven Life says, if you know how to worry, then you know how to meditate. Because both are just focused thinking. What are you thinking about this morning? What are you thinking about when you go to bed? What are you thinking about when you stumble and you fall? What are you thinking about when there's challenges? Because I want to tell you there's a what if in your heart. What is the what if that's in your heart? I want to think about the good things. What if? What if? What if? What if you can be all that God says you can be? What if? What if? What if? I want to declare that my God is good. How about yours? I want to declare that my God is always worthy of praise. How about yours? I want to declare that God is magnificent. He is holy, He is righteous. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. I want to tell you, this is my God. How about your God? My God is not a little bit bigger than me, Joel. He's not just a little bit bigger than me. He's not just a little bit smarter than me. He doesn't know just a little bit more than me. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And this God lives on the inside. Lord, we want to thank you that you're in this place and you're in this place that you live in us. Lord, we want to thank you that you created the heavens and the earth. You created all that's in it. You created male and female. You placed them on this earth. You said be fruitful and multiply the image of God that they were created in. And Father, we want to thank you that the primary uh, purpose and plan according to Genesis 1 of reproduction was not natural but it was spiritual. You've called the people of God created in the image of God to reproduce the image of God on this earth. And I declare right now, Generation City Church, your calling is to reproduce the image of God on this earth. Not only here locally but around the globe. God Almighty says, will you be a part of spiritual reproduction for the glory of God? Because it is Father this will that none should perish but everybody should come to eternal life god is waiting the earth is waiting for the sons and daughters of the living god to stand up and to be revealed you are not for this fullness you are not for the mediocrity 
Sometimes we're sitting back, standing back, waiting, saying, God, you can do something if you want to. And I believe God is sitting back, waiting for us to stand up and say, I want to be a part. 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 There's a holy call going out to you today. Do you want to be a part of what God's doing on this earth? Fulfillment is not you discovering what you want to do and you pursuing it. It's you and I discovering what Father wants us to do and doing that. Success in life is not building a career. Success in life is saying, God, what are you doing? I want to be a part of it. And for some of you, many of you, it is in your place of business, in your place where the light needs to shine. Too many times people are leaving their place of employment because it's difficult. And last on my check, it's in the darkness that the light wants to shine. Jesus said, I didn't come for the well, but I came for the sick. Sometimes the people of God are leaving their mission field. Rather than saying, God, send me every day as a missionary. Send me every day as the salt and light that you created me to be. Right where you are is probably where God wants you planted, but don't miss. Don't be waiting for something great where maybe you're meant to be the greatness in the place that you currently are. This transformation of every person, relationship with every person is on Father's heart. And he's looking for some people who just say, pick me. Here am, here am I. Send me. Send me. Is anyone with that in your heart today? God, I, I just want to do all this on your heart and agenda. Not only in me and for me, but through me. Father, we dedicate our lives to you and say, Lord, in this moment, in this place, will you speak by your Holy Spirit that which is on your heart. We dedicate this next little while to you and say, Lord, would you speak and give us ears that hear what you want to say. Right now, I just bind any voice other than the voice of the Holy Spirit in this room and say, Lord, would you speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. You may be... Okay, you may be seated. That's all right. How you doing in Newcastle? Fantastic. Thanks for putting on the sunshine for us. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> uh, I just want to quickly give you a little update on that. Um, because uh, as you guys so wonderfully have prayed for him and given, and I want to thank you on behalf of Mum and Dad for doing that, and we really appreciate it. Some of you might know, some of you might not know that uh, Dad's been in ministry now for close to 50 years, actually, and uh, and I just honour him as my natural father and as my spiritual father. I think he's an awesome. I love him dearly, and it was early last year that he started getting quite unwell and, and went for about 11 months, and no one knew, doctors did tests, heart tests, all sorts of things, and they couldn't come up with anything. He had fainting um, um, spells, heart racing, rushed to hospital quite a few times, it started in the Netherlands, and it's pretty difficult on him, but also on mum who is the one and has no idea what's going on, what's going on. And he was uh, many months out of the ministry completely and uh, came into this year and 
it was a, again, it was really difficult and in the space of, I think, one month, ended up in hospital three times. And again, no one knew, no one knew, no one knew, all sorts of things. And he was at a, a funeral in South Australia, and in the funeral he passed out, which is not a great place to pass out. And, uh, and he came back from that, and he just, he was in desperation a little bit, because uh, it affected everything that they were doing, and as I said, it very much affected mum. And he was sitting outside, and he was just having his conversation with God, which he does so naturally which we can all do so naturally. And he just said, Father, I, I, I need to know. And he felt God say to him very, very clearly, uh, I'm going to give you an answer today. That's nice, isn't it? And he walked inside to ask mum to pray with him about this answer. And before he opened his mouth, mum said, by way of a supernatural word of knowledge, I know what it is. Didn't even know he was going to say that. I know what it is. And then said what it was. And and he uh, and uh, and it was uh, the alkaline levels, the acidic levels in your body are, uh, and it's causing everything. She had no idea, and so they went and had a look online, and every single symptom could be traced back to it. That day, he actually changed what he was eating according to what it said on here, and didn't have another symptom since. Wow. A supernatural word from God in a moment. After eleven months, and no one could pick it up. I want to tell you, God can do something in one moment. One moment. Sometimes we, 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 sometimes we think it's going to take years and years and years. And I love it. I love in the Word of God the amount of times it says the suddenlies of God, the at once, at an appointed time. Bang! Revelation can come. But it can come through any one of us. Amen. If he is here to hear, let's, let's be listening to the Holy Spirit. So I want to really thank you. So he's starting to really move forward. He's that mum and dad will be 70 next year and it's a different season of life for them and they're doing some things differently, but they are flourishing and they are powering along and I want to say thank you on behalf of them for a church, for praying, for giving. So thank you very much for that. Uh, I just want to quickly mention these because then I want to get into um, what God has called me to do. Bulletproof Your Marriage is a book that's out there which mum wrote last year. Her passion is marriage. Do you know that God's passion is marriage? Does anyone here marry know that? You know, we live in a time where marriage is under a real attack. Even the institution, the constitution, the definition of marriage in Australia is under attack. And it's not just because it's marriage. Please hear me. It's because God created it. Anything that God creates, the enemy wants to destroy. Don't think this is just a natural thing. This is a spiritual thing. This is a supernatural thing. And God created marriages, and he created marriages to be able to flourish. And I really believe that mum has found some real keys over the years, and it has done me good. So I want to ask every married couple to grab this book. And can I ask the men to buy it? Rather than the women to buy it, and the men say, give me the dot points? You're only laughing because it's true. <laughs> Men, let's invest into our marriages. I really encourage you to grab that. You did what? Audacious Faith Adventures in the Life of David McCracken. It is a great read. His life story It is full of principles that will encourage you and empower you. My Daily Devotion, Believing in You, One Year Discovering How Much God Believes in You and Loves You. Does that sound all right? Because he loves you dearly. And if you want to get that um, Believing in You, .com.au is, um, God's told me to write every day for the rest of my life, just a brief word of encouragement, and you can get that by email, Facebook, Twitter. There's some other things. The last one I just want to quickly mention is a new one, which is nine e-books. 
on this USB key by Helen Calder. She's a prolific prophetic teacher on our team. She's, Dad and I reckon she's the best prophetic teacher that we know on the planet, and she's part of our team. Dad says she's infinitely better than him at this. And there's nine e-books, Unlocking the Gift of Discernment, Prophetic People in a Changing Church. That's where she really bears her soul how she really struggled as a prophetic person in a church that was changing in her disappointments and her frustrations and how God did things in her life. Grow your prophetic and prayer gifts deeper. It's a devotional. Prophetic worship. How to be a supernatural Christian. Set your prophetic gift free. Praying for the lost and encountering God. Does that sound good? There's some great stuff on there, and I encourage you to pick them up out there in the foyer. I want to just get right into what I believe God has called me to speak. And I don't want to preach some message, but I just want to download some prophetic statements that I believe God has said for you. So are you ready to receive it um, on that level? Because if you're looking for a nicely packaged three-point message, you're going to be disappointed. But I really want to know, are your hearts open to receive the word today? As a prophetic, when the word can come at a certain time, the word is... There's power in the word, but it's in seed form. And when we come and we receive it onto good soil and we allow the Spirit of God to water and we say we're going to grab hold of it, God can do something supernatural. Amen? And I believe that this church is that great things have, have happened. Great, you're in a, you know, some good things are happening right now. But Father wants to speak not only into the now, maybe a little bit into the past, but into where you're going. But it's gonna, you're gonna have to receive it spirit to spirit. Otherwise, the mind will say, "Oh, that sounds great, but it's too much." I want to remind you of what the Bible says in Ephesians three that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what you and I can ever ask or imagine. I need to remind you in this moment before I drop the word, remind you how great your God is. We need to stop looking about how small we are, how limited we are, how how we feel. We need to remind ourselves how great God is. Amen? Amen. And God wants to do great things. So I want to get into this. I'm just going to breathe. Is that right? Praise God. Holy Spirit, would you just speak by your hope? By your spirit right now and just uh, help us to hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. I just saw in my mind's eye as I said that, I saw an explosion. I, I saw something small blow up into a big explosion and I just felt it in the positive sense that God wants to set some explosions off in some of your spirits today for the glory of God. So these are the phrases, and I'm just going to say the phrases and speak into them. The first one was patterns and paradigms. Patterns and paradigms just came out of the blue. And, um, and as I started to think about that, I felt to look at it. And a pattern is a way of doing something. That's a pattern, a way of doing something. And a paradigm is a way of thinking about something. And how many people have walked with God long enough that sometimes God changes patterns and sometimes God changes paradigms? And we don't need to fear them because our God is a God that loves to take us from glory to glory to glory. Our God doesn't want to take us backwards. He wants to take us forward. Amen? Amen. You feel, you feel for, to preach with me here this morning. And as we look at patterns and paradigms, ways of doing things and ways of thinking, I want to go to the word in Matthew chapter 9. And verse 16 and verse 17, Matthew 9, 16 and 17, it says, No one sews a patch 
of unshrunk cloth or new cloth on an old garment. For the patch would pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And as the Holy Spirit took me to this, this passage of Scripture, I felt him just start to speak a few statements. And I believe this is for some individuals in this room, but I also believe it's for you as a church. Maybe for some of you it's in your business. So and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you for your situation. Amen? Because God can speak to the corporate and the individual. And I felt God say that some things need a new injection of life. You've been around church or family or business long enough to know that sometimes when we're going, sometimes there needs to be a new injection of life. But some things need to be moved on from. And I felt God say you can celebrate what something has been and yet still move on from it. We can celebrate what has been, but still be able to move forward. And I believe that there are some shifts coming in patterns and paradigms, ways of doing and ways of thinking. And I'm asking you in advance, please do not be people that fear that, but rather embrace it knowing that it's Father that's leading it and it's always for a good purpose. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, there is a time for everything. There is a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. There's a time and a season for everything. Do you know that the Bible says in in Psalm 1 that even a fruitful man who loves God's word, who delights in God's word, who saturates himself in God's word, only bears fruit in season. That's a challenging scripture, but... On one hand, it's quite an encouraging scripture. Has anyone here been doing something faithfully for a long time and sometimes you're wondering, I'm not seeing anything, I'm not seeing anything? And sometimes we can tend to shrink back. And I want to speak into your spirit, don't shrink back if God has authored it because with everything there comes a tipping point. Joseph did not cast away the dream even in the, in the pit in Potiphar's house in the prison he, he, he kept his heart right and as a result God blessed him and God positioned him and the fulfillment came to pass don't shrink back when you're not seeing evidence don't allow evidence to become evidence to you don't see let the lack of what you see actually change what God has said to do because there comes a tipping point in your life. Oh, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, we are not of those who shrink back. I, I just feel like I just want to push it into your spirit. Don't stop. Don't stop if you're on course with what God has called you to do. Because for everything, there is a time and there is a season. But some things, Father says along the way, I want that to stop. Keeping something going that God says is completed is not honoring, but it's draining and unfruitful. In Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, very well known, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. And sometimes we think that's just the negative things, but sometimes if everything's got a time and a season, sometimes God says, you know what, it's been a great season, this has been going great, but I, I, I'd like to, I've got something new planned. And he goes on and says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. 
See, I am doing a new thing. See, I am doing a new thing. Everyone say, God is doing a new thing. Would you say it again with a bit more commission? God is doing a new thing. You need to understand in God in His very nature, He's a creator. Amen? And the Bible says from everlasting to everlasting, He is God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God was not a creator just in Genesis. He's a creator today. He does not change. He's always doing something new. And this is what it says in this word. I am doing something new. Now it springs up. And I want to speak a word of release over this church and over your life that God is doing something new. And now is the time it's going to start to spring up. But do you not perceive it? God can be doing something new and we miss it because we're looking at how we've always done it. And God sometimes comes and says, are you willing to let go of that which is flourishing in order to step into the new thing that I am doing. Are you willing to let go and move on from something when God says it is finished? It is finished. For some of us, this is in our own personal lives. And I want to give you an example which is close to home for me, which is really, really powerful. And you might say, I'm not sure what this all means in my personal world or even in the church. That's okay because God will make it clear at the right time for us. But I think by the Spirit of God, he's, he's wanting to come today and say, hold on to the ways of doing things and the ways of thinking very lightly and hold on to God very tightly. I don't want to miss the, the things that God has wanted me to do today because I'm just A, celebrating what he did yesterday. God is a God that every day he's doing something. Every day he's doing something. And I'm part of a church called Planet Shakers Church uh, with Pastor Russell Evans out of, uh, which was from Adelaide, is now in Melbourne. And you guys know Pastor Danny Guglamucci, right? And he's an apostolic uh, advisor here and part of your apostolic board. And uh, he was Pastor Russell's youth pastor back in the day. And Planet Shaker started as the youth department of Paradise Church, Influences Church there in Adelaide and grow. And, and over the years, it grew to a conference which was around Australia and they were getting up to 30,000 people attending, and, at the, and this was up 12 years ago. And at that time when it was flourishing, that's flourishing, isn't it? 30,000 people around Australia coming out to the conference. At that time, God spoke to him as clear as anything. He was in England at the time, and he says, I want you to shut it all down, and I want you to move to Melbourne and plant a church. Now, naturally, and even if we look at it through kingdom perspective, numerically in numbers, that's not a wise thing to do. But I thank God that Pastor Russell is a man that says, if God speaks to me, I'm going to do what he says. I'm not going to try to work it out and make sure it makes sense. Because sometimes making sense and obedience don't go hand in hand. And he shut it, and he rang Sam and Sam said, if, uh, if God said that, then we need to do it. And they did it. And where they were had national influenced 12 years ago uh, at quite a significant level. God closed it down. There was only a few families moved across. And in that time where they are today with um, probably about 12,000 people in the church, and now they're planting churches all around the world. They've already got one in South Africa and LA. They're starting one this year in Texas. They're starting one in Geneva. They're starting one in Singapore. And they are now filling out stadiums all around the world continually and ministering in conferences, seeing tens of thousands of people say, God saw that back then and he spoke back then and said I want you to shut it down and I want to speak into your spirit when God says stop something that is flourishing will you do it because the church life and the Christian way is this when something is in decline 
that's when we consider stopping. What would it be for the people of God and the church of God to be so in tune with what God is saying now that we're willing to stop something that is flourishing and soaring because God sees a year, two, five down the track and knows that I need to free some things up. I need to reposition. Or maybe in God's plan, he goes, that is done. That season is done. For everything, there is a time and there is a season. I am begging you, Generation City Church. I'm begging you, individual person. If God says stop something and it's going great, I beg you to obey because God is always working things for our best and in light of that I want to speak now into what Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit just this morning in my hotel room and he said so clearly three years fivefold can I get an amen three years fivefold everyone say three years fivefold Three years, fivefold. And then he started, and that's a big statement to make, isn't it, Pastor Marty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want you to keep your spirits open. Remember who we're talking about here, our God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly. I'm not looking for a number. I'm not picking a number out of my head. But now let me speak into what I felt Holy Spirit say. This is not about Generation City Church being fivefold, five times this size in three years. He's talking about the influence, the impact, the kingdom extension through this church. In three years, fivefold. And he's not talking low. Locally, he's talking globally. And the Holy Spirit started to speak to me and said in Acts 1.8, a very well-known passage, and you shall receive power. How many people are glad of that? You shall receive power. Feel free to talk with me. You shall receive power. Levi, when the Spirit of God comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, you will testify, you will declare the goodness of God and you will see transformation as a result in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I want to declare in three years fivefold, not just in Jerusalem, but in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the Holy Spirit comes and says, what is your Jerusalem? What is your Judea, church? What is your Judea? What is your Samaria? And what is to the ends of the earth? God is not wanting us to have just a local focus, but a global focus. Go into all the world. I don't know what you do as missions. I don't know what you do um, by way of supporting different areas. I don't know what you do. But I'm just getting something stirring in my heart that it's time to reappraise. What is our Judea? What is our Samaria? And what is our ends of the earth? And you might be having something that you've been doing for a while, and it might even be something fruitful. And I want to say to you, be willing for the Holy Spirit to say, I want you to stop that and start something else. It's not a sign that that's wrong. And when the reason why I think God is speaking this into this atmosphere is in a church this size, you've got people that have been involved in something from its conception. And you've been involved in it, your family's been involved in it. And sometimes we don't want it to stop because it's our thing. And I beg you, don't hold on to your thing if God is wanting to do a new thing. 
Don't hamstring the leaders if they say, you know what, in our spirit we, we have a sense that this thing has been going for five years, ten years, fifteen years, and it's even going great. We have a feeling that God is saying we need to stop this because he's starting to open up some other things. Or maybe we're not even sure what he's opened up, but we feel he's saying stop. I'm begging you if you're involved, don't hold on tightly. Don't hold on tightly. My Bible says that Jesus said, I'll build my church. It's not your church. It's my church, says the Lord. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer it's not our house it's God's house we need to be people that say God let your kingdom come and your will be done this is not about me building my kingdom this is not about me being building my will this is not about me building my program my area my department no I want God's kingdom to come Generation City Church is going to impact and influence the world in three years fivefold. But only as people say, God, what's in your heart? That's how we're running. If you want me to change direction, I'll change direction. If you want me to sit down, I'll sit down. If you want me to stand up, I'll stand up. If you want me to go, I'll go. If you want me to stay, I'll stay. God wants to do good things in you, but he wants to do good things through you. This is a time to reassess and allow God to speak afresh. In this new season, what is your Jerusalem? What is your Judea? And what is your Samaria? And what is the ends of the earth? I just want to clarify something. How many people know there is one body of Christ? If anyone believes in the body of Christ, I want you to agree with me right now. There is not many. There is one. Amen? There might be different denominations, like different family members, but there's one family. In your family, in Marty, you're not Margot. Margot, you're not Marty. You're not Joel. Uh, you're not Caleb. But you're one family. You've all got the same DNA. You've all got the same heart. You all love each other. And in the body of Christ, there is one body. The Bible says it in 1 Corinthians 12. There is one body, one body, one body, one body. Amen? One body, one body. There's many different denominations. Oh, but there's one body. And when I'm talking about three years, fivefold, sometimes this is where the real test comes it's not about does my church grow but does the church grow if you i believe part of this is you seen in other countries a church that somehow you're involved in and you're sowing into whether it be financially whether it be people going whether it be starting something i'm not sure i'm not going to paint the picture of how it looks but don't measure the growth and the influence and the significance and here's the most important part the extension of the kingdom by how much this church grows because you can impact um in three years fivefold if you don't mind who gets the glory who gets the credit It's not my church has grown, but the kingdom of God has been established. God is looking for some churches that are actually kingdom-minded, not local-minded. Oh, God is looking for some churches that care more about the city than even the local church and congregation. This is not about us coming to church and us feeling good and us just happy and loving our stuff. It's about us being so blessed that it is more blessed to give than to receive. God, we're going to sow. We're going to give. We're going to see that church over there. We're going to, we're just, God, we're going to invest into it. We're going to invest in it. And if it grows, that, that's a credit to our account because we're all on the same team anyway. So don't measure the five years, the fivefold in three years by in this building. Is that really, really clear? Because otherwise you go, it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened. But I wonder if God even wants to exceed the fivefold. Mm. 
Anyone willing to dare? Sometimes we can sit a little bit too complacent and comfortable in church and say, this is a bit out there preaching. My God is an out there God. His, he loves the world so much he sent his son and it's his will that none should perish. And he wants some Christians to get a bit of a mindset beyond ourselves and our Monday to Friday. Every person breathing matters to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and to Abba Father. There's not a person breathing that Father doesn't yearn for relationship. And there's some people in your Jerusalem and in your Judea and in your Samaria and to the ends of the earth that Father wants to touch and change and transform and come into relationship with through Generation City Church. Hmm. Praise God. If I'm pausing, I'm listening. I mentioned this to Pastor Marty in the office before. I feel the Holy Spirit said, no, you need to declare it publicly so that we're on the same page. Sometimes, sometimes when, we, when there's been changes and things are happening and, and life is busy, sometimes we can adopt the mindset of, Let's just keep things going. Let's just keep on going. Let's just keep the momentum going. I believe by the Spirit of God, God is saying to you as a church, this is not a time to keep the momentum going, but to step up, to shift up a gear, and to go into a conquest, a militant mindset. And I felt the Spirit of God tell me, and I said it to Pastor Marty, Pastor Marty, I'm saying it publicly because it's needing to be said. I felt that God is saying, you know, sometimes people come into a new church, which this is not this, but a new church situation, and and sometimes the mindset is when a new person comes in, they need to come in and do nothing for a year and let things just, you know, just everyone get to know each other and that sort of mindset and let's not rock the boat. And then other people come in with a real apostolic sort of kingdom. This is, this is life or death that we're talking about here. This is the kingdom of God. This is not about me. This is about God's kingdom and God. And they come in with a mindset, okay, from day one, we're going to get off and running. And they almost put on a general's hat of things are going to shift and change, not for the sake of shifting and change. And if we're not careful, we'll look at shift and change for the sake of shift and change rather than the fact that God says, I'm doing a new thing, I'm doing a new thing, I'm doing a new thing. Now, 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 can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? And I believe those people, when they actually step into hearing from God and starting to implement things, oh, it causes some ripples. But those that get on board, man, you look back in three, four, five years and the influence globally has gone to a whole new level. Pastor Russell, Pastor Danny Guglielmucci, Brian Houston, these sort of people are these sort of people. And I want to declare to you publicly that I believe over your senior pastors, Marty and Margot, that, that right now... Stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just feel to release over these guys. I want you guys joining with me. Come on, leaders, start to pray. Because right now, I believe today is almost like the mantle of the general is coming upon where we are not just going to stand, uh, move forward step by step, but we're going to start to run. We're going to start to look global. People say, but hang on, we need to do things here. We need to do things there. But right now, I believe that God is putting a global mandate. Oh, 
two, three years, fivefold, but it comes by a sense of command, a sense of clarity, a sense of direction. This is not about Pastor Marty and Pastor Mar- Margo. This is not even about Generation City Church. This is about God's kingdom come and God's will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. You read the epistles, you see the apostles, and there was bold declarations. There was sending, there was going, there was, I can't wait to see you. I'm writing a letter, I've heard about this. Come on, this is the kingdom of God, people. It's time to pick up the mantle of generals. Do not shrink back because of what people think or what people feel. It's time to be bold, make declarations, and even spiritually push the boundaries within the will of God. Do not be like the 11 disciples in the boat. When Jesus is saying, come, you can walk on the water. Father, I release a new day in Jesus' name. A bold declarations, bold declarations, bold declarations. Accelerate it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as a church, we step into accepting that you are not calling us to just keep on plodding along, not even keep on doing the good that we're doing. But if you've got a time, a season of acceleration and positive kingdom momentum and global reach and fivefold in three years, and I say in my spirit, and if there's anyone here that would agree with me in your spirit, forget about what you can see. Forget about the finances. We are not of those that shrink back. We are not of those that just look through natural eyes. All the things of God cannot be fully defined, contained by natural thinking. You've got to get out of your mind and you've got to allow the Spirit of God to come. That faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, not by the evidence of what we see. Stop judging by the evidence of what we see. Oh, but we're only a church of this amount. Oh, but we're here. Oh, no, forget that. Forget that. Forget that. God just took a handful and He changed the world. God is looking for one or two, three or four, they will just simply say yes. It's time to put no limits on a God that is limitless. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hmm. Praise God. I just feel prompted. Gary, could you come back up a That'd be wonderful. <clears throat> praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. I felt God say a, a shift of gears is needed. And I just want to say that many of the things that these things that individual statements, Holy Spirit spoke to me over the last little while. And it's only now that I'm seeing how they connect. Because that's the beauty of our God. And much of this is in your own lives as well as corporately. A shift of gears is needed. Sometimes in order to gain more momentum, you need to shift down a gear before moving up a gear. Think about the old manual cars. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You're cruising along, you're in fourth gear, and you're thinking, man, I want to power ahead. I I need to pass something. I I I need to go up this hill faster, whatever it may be. So what do you do? You instinctively, you whack it down again. But you're not thinking, I want to go backwards. I'm going to go backwards. I want to go slower. What are you thinking? I'm going forward. So sometimes I need to flip it down to go forward. Don't misdiagnose what is happening. Sometimes... The focus is not slowing down, going backwards, but moving forward. Sometimes we need to do what we don't want to do 
in order to get where we need to go. Sometimes we need to do what we don't want to do in order to get where we know we need to go. Again, I feel the Spirit of God just saying, I'm going to say it again, don't misdiagnose what is happening. Ensure you measure how God measures. Pastor Marty, Pastor Margo, this is a real word for you right now, but for everyone. Ensure you measure how God measures, not how people measure. Too many times people we measure by what we see and by what is ours personally. God measures by what we so often don't see. And it's not about us personally, it's about, again, God and His kingdom. The three years, fivefold is not about numbers in this church, but influence through this church. And I want to say, remind you of two scriptures as because I can sense in some of you a real stirring in your heart right now. Some of us are not sure. I want to say, don't discount things that are different as things that are wrong. Because God does things different ways. You might say, but hang on, that's not the way God's done it before. God is not confused. He's not going to change his mind. As we said on the camp, God does sometimes change his mind. And I thank God for the people who listen when God changes his mind. And the example we used was with uh, Abraham when God says, I want you to take your son, your only son, the son that you love. I want you to take him and I want you to sacrifice him. He heard from God and he worked out in obedience. How many people are grateful and thankful that Abraham in the moment when God says stop he did not say but hang on you've already said that can't be God I've got to keep on going and he killed the promise God can change his mind because he's not interested have you heard me but are you still listening to me it's not about what he said yesterday it's what he's saying today and if we start something and we're powering ahead oh this is right now for this church there are some things that are coming up and we say but hang on we've just kicked into this we're starting this we know God has said it might change some things will change it's not that God is confused it's that God has actually got a plan that that's a part of that we see in part we know in part we look through a glass dimly I'm not God I don't know why some things happen I don't know but it doesn't stop God being God my lack of understanding does not determine God's sovereignty and we need to allow God to change to redirect to stop to start because this is the truth Romans 8:28 and we know that in all things God is working for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes not their purposes. I'm not here to fulfill my will. Amen anyone else? It's that your kingdom come, your will be done. And in Philippians 1:6 again he says and being confident of this I want to tell you right now, I'm confident of this, and I pray you are too, that the one who started a good work in me, he's going to bring it to completion. It might look different. It might take longer. It might go through detours. It might go through pits, or Potiphar's house, or prison, or lion's den, or fiery furnace, or prisons. But God is still working, and he's going to bring it to completion. 
He's going to bring the word of the Lord to completion over your life and over this church if we partner and keep in step. Some of us have heard the word and we're bemoaning the word, but we're standing looking back to what has been said rather than saying, what are you saying today? 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 We need to be people that live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. God says, don't look at your lack, but look at your God. Philippians 4, 19, And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Some of the things that God is going to speak and declare, you won't have the finances before you step out. God says, are you going to wait until you get the finances or are you going to take a step of faith? It's not unwise stewardship, it's called obedience. God wants us to step out. Maybe what we think we need is not always our greatest need. Sometimes we think we need provision and God says, I want you to have contentment and confidence and faith when you don't have provision. Paul in prison said, I've rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. In Philippians 4, 10 to 13. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. And I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed, whether hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The word of the Lord to someone in this room right now is sometimes Father wants to give contentment rather than provision. God, I just need you to provide and then I can move forward. God says, I want to give you contentment. The provision can come any time. But notice the words of Paul, I've learned the secret of being content. Some of us in this church and around the body of Christ, we need to learn the secret of being content. The it is well with my soul, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not going to fear evil because God Almighty is with me. He's the source of my contentment. Praise God. Just a couple more things as as I close here. I told you it's not a message. It's just statements. But Paul wrote Philippians from prison. And a scripture God took me to is Philippians 4 verse 22. And he says this statement, which is where he wrote, I know what it is to have lots and none, and I've learned to be content while he's in prison. How many people think that's pretty? Wow. Some of you feel like you're in a bit of a prison relationally or in your work, and this is not where I want to be. This is difficult this is hard and I want you to hear this please in Philippians 4.22 Paul writes from prison all God's people here (laughs) send you greetings especially those who belong to Caesar's household and I felt God say don't see your current place of confinement and difficulty as a prison but as a place of mission there are some people who got saved 
in the place of confinement because Paul says I've learned to be content wherever I am because God's got me here for a reason please look at me church God has got you where you are for a reason for a reason but your view of your current place of confinement and difficulty determines the fruitfulness don't leave your mission feel prematurely. There's some people that God wants them to encounter Him through you. And the last thing I want to do, and we're just going to pray, and hand back to Pastor Marty. And this is quite different, but the Holy Spirit said it, so I, I, I will be obedient because it might help someone here. I saw some people, and this is an actual picture I saw in my mind. I saw some people slipping out back doors, and there was darkness around the doors. And I felt God say that some people were trying to protect themselves by slipping out early and not connecting deeply. Because you've been hurt before, and you want to protect yourself. But your loving Heavenly Father has sent me here today to say that in your desire to protect yourself, the healing process is being stopped. And he comes and he says, this is a safe place. And these are good people. This is what the Lord said. This is word for word. This is a safe place. Can anyone say amen? And these are good people. Can anyone say amen? And I felt God say, let go. Safety is on the other side of surrender. That letting go is not a denial of our reality, but an elevating of our God. And letting go means letting God, letting God in, letting God heal, letting God restore, and letting God complete. I wonder if we could all just close our eyes for a moment. Everyone in this room, please just honor this time. We just close our eyes. While every eye is closed right now. Just in those last couple minutes about people that there's a sense of maybe protecting because you've been hurt. And you need Father just to bring some healing to you. While every eye is closed, uh, I just want to pray for you in this place. And I wonder if those even in the that are here and maybe do feel safe, would you guys agree with me? Because every person matters. And so I want to pray and I ask you to join me in prayers. I just pray this over you. Father, I pray for every person. Lord, that is feeling like they need to protect themselves and as a result, God, that they, they they're putting up some walls to keep some things out. Lord, that right now you will bring the healing balm of the Holy Spirit and do them good. Father, every person right here, right here, every person, you love them dearly. So God, today, would they dare to be vulnerable? Today, would they dare to open up? Because this is a safe place and this is good people here. And Lord, let the healing power of Jesus just flow.
I pray in Jesus' name. And my last thing I want to do is pray by faith into three years and fivefold. And I want the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to stand to your feet right now. And I want to speak a word of release over this prophetic declaration. Will anyone dare to join me? Will you stir your faith? Forget about what you see. Forget about what you can work out. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And I'm asking you to speak life right now. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to declare. And I want you just to let your spirit glow in this right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the prophetic declarations of a God for whom nothing is impossible. Lord, we thank you for Generation City Church. We thank you for Pastor Marty and Pastor Margot. We thank you for the fruit that has been. We thank you for the seasons that have been. But Lord, together in one voice we declare this is a new season. This is a season of acceleration. This is a season of multiplication. This is a season of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is a season of kingdom influence in Jesus' name. And we declare together and receive the word of the Lord and we send a word of release that in three years there will be five-fold influence and significance for the kingdom of God. God, we agree together as one that we will hold on tightly to the God of all things that are good and we will hold on lightly to every pattern and every paradigm. Come on, I need some of you to verbalize right now that you agree to to not hold on tightly to patterns. You agree to not hold on tightly to paradigms. You know when God came and said about parting the Red Sea, He came and did that when Moses stuck up a staff and then parted the Red Sea. And then when Joshua came to part the Jordan River, I'm so glad that the people said, no, you don't send in the priest. You don't send in the ark. No, you don't do that. The way you do it is hold up a stick. And God says, I can part the waters different ways if I want to. Don't hold on to the patterns. Don't hold on to the paradigms. Don't hold on to the ways of thinking. Jesus healed people differently almost on every encounter because he said, I don't want the people of God to put their confidence in patterns and paradigms, but the God of the harvest and the breakthrough and transformation. God, do it, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God for the extension of the kingdom in Jesus' name.